Good morning, Tucson, Minneapolis, and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavi Alva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. I don't know if you could hear that weird noise in the background, but I'm making a smoothie this morning. Um, anyway, so back to peeling back the onion. How is everybody today? How are things? Um, what's good? What's bad? Um, what's okay? What's popping? One thing that I really kind of wanted to emphasize on today was um, self-talk. And the reason why this is so interesting, um, because it's very important. And I'm, I'm the kind of person that I, I have to admit, like, I'm, I'm still learning many things about life. I'm 30 years old, but, you know, things are changing, people are changing, lives are <clears throat> new lives and old lives are happening and ending. And so, I don't know. Sometimes life just goes by so fast. And then sometimes you're just like, man, it couldn't go any slower. <laughs> but anyway, um, so to start this morning talk about self and self-talk, the way that I kind of uh, learned to discover the importance of self-talk is through the three elements of self. So, for example, like your soul, your mind, and your body. And in regards to your life, wherever you're going or whatever you're doing, these three elements are supposed to, I guess, theoretically balance out each other, right? So your body can be healthy, work out. Maybe you don't work out. You know, you don't do too not, nothing too strenuous, but, you know, you're still healthy. You're still doing good. Um, you know, your mind, through meditation or whatever you do to go about your day, um, can be strong. And then your soul, your soul is kind of the internal energy of how you view yourself. Some people might be religious and say that the soul is, you know, connected to their God, or, um, I don't know, connected to the universe, or something like that, or something that is captivated in the shell of a body, and it really, you know, has no form, or whatever you may believe. But when it comes to, um, I could say addictions, but it really could pertain to anything, like whether, um, you know, maybe you're not feeling well, um, maybe something just doesn't feel right. Um, maybe you're just getting really sick. Those three elements have to always be in balance. And for me, I know that I'm a little bit off balance, um, in regards to my soul. And I believe this is why an addiction was formed. I'm not a doctor, but, you know... In our life, we don't know a lot of things. We don't know where we go when we die. We don't know why there's aliens. We don't know why um, the sun rises and the sun sets. We know the scientific explanations and the scientific reasons to why. But the true reasons to why these things happen are really unclear. Why do we live for a hundred years or so and die? Like, why aren't we like ants where we live for a week? Um, why aren't we like whales and turtles where we live for decades um why don't we live centuries 
You know, I'm not sure. I don't know these ideas. So, and when it comes to religion, I'm going to be kind of the devil's advocate, advocate here and say that some people might say that religion is an explanation for life, but others will say that, you know, religion is really just a theory. And when it comes to addiction, we can find ways or kind of think of ways biologically. Like, oh, you know, your grandpa was an alcoholic. You um, inherited that gene. Um, You know, maybe you were abused. So, you know, you're vulnerable to that kind of stuff. But in reality, do we really know why some people have the luck of the draw and some people don't? We really don't know that. We don't know the specific pinpoint of like, hey, you did this, now you're like this, you know? Because people experience the same realms of, or the same uh, things in life and have totally different outcomes. Anyway, so my own speculation, just for my own self-soothing to go about life in a peaceful and nice way, is that my explanation for myself is that my soul was not where she was supposed to be. My body, when I was, um, you know, going about life before I really believed that I had an issue with addiction, is that, you know, my body was strong. I worked out, I ate right, um, I was, you know, pretty fit. And I believed that I felt right, I felt good, and that element of my body was fantastic. Um, My mind, you know, when you're using a substance, your mind is not clear. But I, you know, I didn't feel, and yes, you have like maybe like an addiction or anxiety or whatever. But some things about your mind just, you're okay with, you're comfortable with. You know, you don't wake up in life and... I didn't wake up in life and with an abruption, like, oh my god, I'm so fearful of today. You know, I kind of felt like my mind was pretty clear, pretty okay. Um, it wasn't the best, because I feel like it had affected my soul. But, you know, let's just put this in amounts of numbers for people to kind of understand. So if, say, 1 through 5 is 1 being the worst, 5 being the best... My body was pretty much a 4, 4.5. You know, I I was young, I was about 19 to 25 years old, pretty fit, pretty standard, felt pretty attractive, um, pretty satisfied with my physical well-being, felt it, um, believed it, and it was strong. My, My mental health, eh, eh was probably a three. was probably close to a three. You know, I could have needed a little bit help. Probably could have used a tiny bit more support. But me, I was a busy person. Um, very busy in travel. Very busy in ambition. Very busy in tr- uh, studying. Very busy in lots of endeavors. And a lot of um, things that I wanted to get done in my life. So I kind of put that aside. And then my soul, my soul was like a two. Something was just not right. My my feelings were just not shared. And when I say my feelings are not shared, I don't want people to think that, like, oh, you know, like, 
I, I wasn't able to share my feelings physically because people just weren't there to listen. No, that's, a, that's an invisible barrier that we all kind of have. And that's why we restrict our feelings, because we feel that our feelings are not valid. Um, we feel that our emotions are not reasonable or something. I'm just speaking on behalf of people that maybe can, you know, understand where I'm coming from. Some people feel this way, because I know I feel this way, and I'm not the only person that can feel this way, because we're all human, and we have more similarities than no similarities. And oftentimes, when we're struggling, we think that we're all by ourselves, but in reality, we're not by ourselves. There are plenty of other people that are going through the same thing as them, or us. And it's an imaginary barrier, it's an imaginary wall that we build for ourselves. We say, oh, no one will understand, and that's not true. People will understand you. We're human, <laughs> and we're more alike than we like to admit. <sighs> but anyway, <clears throat> I was thinking about this the other day. And after moving, I've been kind of trying to prioritize my well-being, my three elements of well-being, my body, my mind, and my soul. And it's so interesting because sometimes they kind of go in waves, you know, sometimes your body is kind of lacking, you know, maybe you haven't been doing as much as you feel like you should, or maybe, you know, you're just laying around at home really needing to lay low because of a medical condition or something like that, and you really just kind of have to take it easy for whatever reason. Maybe you're just honestly feeling kind of depressed and you don't really physically want to do anything. And that's an element that you kind of have to, you know, take notice in. And for me, like, really taking time to focus on my soul and my mind kind of took away, for me, the emphasis on my body. Am I still pretty fit? Yeah, for a 30-year-old person I am. <laughs> I'm not like a bodybuilder, but like I can still run. I can still, you know, do things that I'm proud of doing. But the emphasis of working out and the emphasis of on my body it's it's good. So I don't have to focus so much on it right now. So sometimes like for me I'll sit outside and I'll sit outside and look at the mountains. I'm surrounded by mountains. I live in a valley. And Sometimes just looking at the animals, hearing the sounds of nature, and just kind of looking and observing, not really thinking. I'm an overthinker, and people that are overthinkers, we think about everything. We worry about everything. We wonder about everything. We question everything. And sometimes it gets so excessive that your well-being is just too much. <laughs> it, it jeopardizes your well-being too much sometimes. To the point where you're at, in bed, like, just hiding under the covers. Like, oh man, I can't really go about this day because any possibility could happen. And you have thought through all of it. And for me, sometimes it's nice. And I, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes it's nice to use a substance or, like, have a glass of wine and alter that excessive thinking. Sometimes it's nice. It was nice to partake in those substances 
Because then for that moment, I could just be here. In my life. But it, but that habit jeopardizes your body. It jeopardizes my body. You know, people can argue that, oh yeah, one glass of wine a day is okay. Yeah, it depends on the person. Depends on your body, depends on your soul, and depends on your mind. Because me, my mind, and my soul need a little bit more care. So putting this vulnerable substance into the body, for me, is really harmful. Because it now worsens my physical well-being. The only element of my life that has been, you know, knock on wood, pretty solid. (sighs) Excuse me. (laughs) Got a little sand up in my throat. (laughs) Not really. I'm just in the desert. I I just like to (laughs) make random comments like this. No, it's, it's pretty warm right now today in Tucson. And... I'm just kind of sitting outside, <laughs> sitting outside with my puppies, um, and it's kind of nice because when I sit outside um, of my house, not only do I get to see the mountain, I get to see the pool, but I get to see like, oh man, what are they called? Hummingbirds. I get to see hummingbirds and I really like them. I think that they're such cute little creatures. They're like soft and they're small soft. The reason why I know this is because I went to a cafe um, that was a bird-watching cafe. And I've never seen none of this in uh, Minnesota when I lived there. Maybe they have them, but I never experienced them. And there was tons of different animals here in this cafe. And I actually, I absolutely loved that the animals would come so close. The birds would come so close to you. I'm, I don't have a fear of birds. Some people do. But I thought that they were really beautiful. And one landed really close to my arm. And I gave him a little pat. And he was really soft. Soft, gentle, tiny. And they move their wings so, 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 so fast. And they go so, so, so high in the air. And I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, man. This little hummingbird, he flaps his wings so, so fast. And he goes everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. I kind of feel, I kind of felt like him for a little while there. I felt like I kind of had a fast life. I kind of was moving, 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 doing, doing, doing. And sometimes I didn't just, you know, when I lived in Minnesota, I didn't take the time truly to sit back and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to just be here at one with myself. And as an overthinker, (laughs) you know, that's something that's kind of scary to do. Because you're like, man, I don't really want to be by myself. (laughs) I don't want to have to, you know, think about what all I'm going to think about. And have your mind race 24-7. But after doing so in Arizona in the mountains... It really started to feel a little bit easier. At first, when I would sit with nature and sit on the mountain, all these emotions would come up. I was peeling back the onion, like I was saying before. I was peeling back the onion. All these emotions would arise out of nowhere. And I would just be sitting on the mountain crying. Crying and crying about stuff. That I don't even know what I was crying about. I would look at the nice 
stones and desert trees and the cactus and all of a sudden my eyes would start to water. That's how I knew that I had some healing to do. My soul was hurt. He was not listening. He was not listened to. And it's not that people didn't listen to me. It's because I didn't listen to him. I didn't listen to my soul. He had a lot to say. And I was just kind of... Living my fast life. I don't believe souls have gender. So I'm just throwing one out there. But... After I took the time to truly sit with myself... And force myself to not really think about anything other than what was going on in the desert in front of me. I started to find kind of a lot of peace. And I know for some people that go through like a relapse. They're like, oh, yep. You know, now you're down to square one. Now you're starting from the beginning. Now you have to recharge and redo your, you know, your day counter, your apps, and say, okay, now you're, you failed, now you're at the beginning. You know, I used to think that way, I used to, like, have those apps that used to count, like, how many days I was, I was sober, and I used to say, like, okay, 10 days, 20 days, um, 30 days was my record, really, and then, after a little by little, it started to get to be like 40, 60 days. Um, and I realized, for some people, this is motivating. So it, it's kind of like when you go to the gym. Some people really go to the gym and they like that personal trainer. They, they like that person that's going to be in their face and be like, go, 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 push harder, do this faster, like, just go. Some people really do well with that. Me, I discovered, I am not that way. <laughs> when people are in my face pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, it makes me want to do it less. Um, it intimidates me, and the reliability, for some reason, is a little bit too much for me. I'm like, you know, if you're going to tell me to do this and really pushing me, I, I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> um... I don't know why I'm that kind of person, but I am. And I realized I was kind of doing that to myself. Like, I would go on these apps and I'd be like, man, you know, I had one glass of wine. I did a whole night of binge drinking. Now I'm back to day one. And these numbers would would basically prove to myself that I was unworthy of whatever that I wanted in my life sobriety or a clear mind I was like I was putting myself down this is how self-talk happens this is how self-talk works and that's excuse me that's why when I emphasize on self-talk it is very very important to talk to yourself in a very positive way like how a teacher would talk to you or maybe even your mother I had one advice from someone who went through AA that said, talk to yourself how you talk to a baby (laughs) or talk to your dog. I know that sounds really cheesy, but listen to me, though. I have a dog. Um, If you don't have a dog, maybe you have a kid, maybe you have a child, Um, and you might understand this better. But, you know, when your child comes to you and says, hey, you know what, mom, I need help, you're not going to be like, oh, what the the hell? Get up. 
Like, what are you doing? You should have known better. You should have known. You're three years old and you don't know how to tie those shoes yet? What is wrong with you? You're two years old. You're hungry. And you can't make mac and cheese for yourself? What is wrong with you? Something is wrong with you. You need to grow up. You would never talk to anybody like that, would you? You wouldn't. So why do you talk to yourself like that? I realized that. I was like, why do I talk to myself like that? When I'm really hurting and when I'm really struggling, why do I look in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Sorry to swear. But... And I was like, man, I can't do that anymore. Because it's harming myself. And when when something's wrong, you know, other people are going to treat you how they want to treat you. And that's not your fault. But the way that you talk to yourself is up to you. And even though you might have messed up beyond belief, and trust me, I know... Even though you have made mistakes that you might even see in society that you're like, man, this is beyond forgivable. This is never going to be forgiven. You know what? People will not forgive you, and that's not guaranteed. But one thing that you have to do is forgive yourself. And one thing that I realized is I'm like, you know what? I'm just human, and I'm not going to jeopardize myself from one situation. Like, look at the facts. And when you go, if you're an addict, and you have been pretty successful, and you have one relapse, I want you to remain strong. Because a lot of people will tell you, people that have gone through rehab, or other kinds of rehabilitation, will tell you that you need to keep going. And that's just simple with everyday life. Even if you were sick one day at work, that doesn't mean you don't go to work ever again because you missed that one day. Just because you missed that one job interview doesn't mean you don't apply for others. I think that sometimes life is such a such a continuous cycle of doing and doing and doing and doing that we kind of forget that, you know... It's okay to stand still for a little while and accept what happened. It's okay to be silent. It's okay to sit and be still. It's okay not to do stuff sometimes. It's okay to be by oneself sometimes. And the journey of rehabilitation is really just very individualized. Some people might say that, hey, you know, your journey doesn't look the most perfect to me. You know what? That's okay. Because it's not yours. And another thing um, that I kind of discovered about my life when I'm trying to practice self-love and talking to myself in a positive way is that you really can't compare your life to others. You really can't compare your life story to other people. Because their life story is not yours. And they might have actually had 
a few other experiences that you might have not had. And vice versa. You might have had a lot of experiences that these people don't actually know about. I wonder if you can hear my dogs in the background. They're barking. But um, they're very protective. <laughs> they're like, hey, what's going on here? Anyway. Um, so if that's bothersome, sorry. But I really can't control it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I just, I just decided to be more, more gentle to myself. And more understanding. You know, because we're not perfect. And obviously you don't want to give yourself so much slack, which I I feel like very few people do. (laughs) Very few people give themselves so much self-love that they're just, you know, out of this world. I I would be shocked. Maybe narcissists, but I, I feel like even narcissists have issues too. That they're not really, you know, um, working through or something. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Even a positive, like, really confident person can have a bunch of issues, too. That's just, that's just life. And when I say issues, I'm not saying, like, addictions. I'm saying, like, you know, maybe they don't like their job. Or maybe, you know, they are going about life and they wish that they made more money. Or, you know, just was more fit or something. It doesn't matter. Like, we all want something. We're all human. We all want these experiences. And we want everyone, what, we always want something. And one thing that, I always say one thing, one thing, one thing. <laughs> That's just me. I always say that. Um, But these accomplishments that we're supposed to, I guess, accomplish in our life, not everyone's going to get there the same way. So just regardless of how you get there, Make sure that your mind, your body, and your soul are strong. They're not going to be always strong all the time because life happens. And, you know, unexpected things happen. You know, maybe someone dies or maybe an accident happens. And you're like, man, I really could not have predicted this at all. Or maybe someone said something to you that you were like, man, that really put a huge damper on my day. But what really helps me is, like, I take these three elements and I'm like, okay, body, how are you feeling? Um, mind, how are we doing today? Soul, is everything kind of decent? Because things have to be at least at an okay level. They can't be perfect, but they need to be at least okay. Because if one of these are not okay, this is when things start becoming a problem. Like addictions, um, bad mental health issues, physical issues. And I hope that, I guess, the only thing that I really want to put out there today is that practice self, positive self-talk. Whatever you do, take a moment throughout your day, whether it's like one second because you're so busy with work, or maybe even five minutes, even maybe you're... Maybe you're just privileged today and you get 30 whole seconds to yourself and you can just listen to your music, um, dance if you want to, um, paint, read, um, talk to friends, go out to eat, whatever it is to make you feel wholesome. But 
do it with a genuine understanding that you're like, you know what, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for me today because this is my life and I'm going to be selfish for just this little while to make sure that my body and my mind and my soul, they are okay, they are rejuvenated, they feel decent enough so that I can wake up in my day and be like, hey, wake up the next day and say, hey, you know what, that was that was positive for me, that was good for me. Now I can, you know, continue on with my endeavors. So I challenge you, you can do it and I'll do it too, I'll do it with you. <laughs> today's friday so um tomorrow i also work but um where i am in the world it's friday so it's about it's a my thursday technically and then um fourth of july is monday um i'm not a big huge celebrator of fourth of july but i do greatly appreciate the day off <laughs> i really greatly Appreciate the day off. That's something that I'm looking forward to. And so that is something that I'm going to look about this weekend and say, hey, you know what? When the fourth comes, I'm going to go and I'm going to wake up. I'm going to eat my breakfast. I'm going to enjoy a little bit of my time in the morning, just relaxing outside, relaxing by the pool, um, maybe do some painting or my well-being, stuff like that. And I challenge you to do the same. Until next time, safest, 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 safest of travels.